Jocelyn. Uh, welcome back to the Chicas Who Read podcast. It's been a while. It's been, so, it's been a long time. <laughs> as you can tell. I think it's been like a year? Has it? I don't know. Maybe. Or almost. Probably though. Yeah. You know, life gets in the way and stuff and <laughs> people get busy and stuff happens, but we're back. With a special episode. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you heard, but we're down the street is everyone is panicking during a pandemic right now. So people are spending time inside and you probably have a lot of time on your hands. You don't have to be productive. And you know what helps to not be productive? TV. Yes, watching stuff. <laughs> watching stuff. So we uh, planned this episode for you guys. We are naming our top 10 things to watch while you're in quarantine or staying at home or practicing social distancing on break at your essential job, whatever it is. I have a list of five things. Jocelyn has a list of five things. When we were planning the episode, we had mentioned probably honorable mentions. Did you do honorable mentions? But I think I'm, I think I'm going to do them off the cuff anyways, just like shows that made an impact on me or had an impact on me. Okay. Do you have any thoughts about what's going on right now or anything you want to say before we get started? No, I mean, just advising people to like be safe and stay home. And I know y'all want to go out, but it's weird. So I, my life has basically stayed the same because I'm still working. I'm just not going to class anymore, but everything is still normal because I am an (laughs) essential worker. (laughs) So I have to go to work. And haven't felt the need to like quarantine myself just because there hasn't been any confirmed cases at my place of work. So I feel like it's safe until then. It's weird if you go to a grocery store and just seeing like everything that they've put in into action of just trying to be cleanly. And I like it. <laughs> I'm like, stay away from me. <laughs> oh my God. This is what it took, Jocelyn, for people to stay away from you. I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird. People are, like, finally cleaning shit. I know. This is also your dream. (laughs) I'm a huge germaphobe. So, yes, it is. This is, you know, hopefully people continue to clean even after this thing is done. And maybe there will be less sick people overall. But it's a strange time to live in right now, for sure. But I hope that everyone is staying safe and taking care of themselves, taking care of their families. Don't leave unless you have to. I know a lot of people have to work to have a roof over their heads or even have food so you know just try to take the necessary precautions that you can or as many precautions as you can because shit is getting real coronavirus Mm -hmm. you know i will say though i thought it would i thought it would spread more rapidly than it has which does speak to people actually like practicing social distancing so that's good it is pretty bad right now like we've and we don't have to get into it because we're not a podcast informing people about coronavirus but you know <laughs> the hot topic on everyone's mind every conversation I have is about corona okay <laughs> listen you're Can right a world where we don't talk about corona I don't think it'll happen <laughs> oh god the last thing I will say about this because we don't 
need to talk about it anymore. Well, I don't need to talk about it anymore. I just wonder what life is going to be like once all of this is over. People keep saying that, but I don't think it'll be different. Ooh, I hope it'll be different. I hope you're wrong, but... I hope so too, but I don't think I don't think it'll be different. But with that... <laughs> Ending on a cynical note... <laughs> Let's go into our top 10. So Jocelyn, you can do the honors and start first. Okay, cool. So this is in no particular order. Did you organize yours from like best to worst? Or like, okay, me either. Mine isn't ranked. But the first one I wrote down was RuPaul's Drag Race, mostly because there's going to be an episode today. And so it was on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So RuPaul's Drag Race is amazing. If you haven't seen it, There is 10 years worth of content that you are missing out on. There's seasons one through six on Hulu, plus uh, two seasons of All Stars. So you have plenty to watch and all uh, the Yuntucked of season one through six. So you have so much tea to watch. Like here's my case for RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) It's the best reality TV show out there. You have everything. You have like the best of like competition. You have people singing, dancing, acting, sewing, making these elaborate costumes, you know, all while being in heels, like men in heels. It's just, it's amazing. And they're lip syncing, the lip syncs. It's just so much drama. And the splits, bitch. Splits. <laughs> and the death drops. Oh my God. If you're not yelling at the TV, while watching RuPaul's Drag Race? Are you even watching RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't think so. you not. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's my case for RuPaul's Drag Race. Damn. That's a good case for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. My first choice is Tiger King. The complete title of the documentary series is Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. And it's a documentary series on Netflix. It's directed by Eric Good and Rebecca, man, Chaklin, Chaklin. I'm so sorry, uh, Rebecca. It's seven episodes long, and it's about this. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, first of all, before I get into what it's about, I'm pretty sure a lot of people had seen it just because the memes that have come out of this series are gold, comedic gold it's a wild ride of a of a series of a documentary series it's about this guy named joe exotic who runs this exotic animal zoo in the middle of oklahoma which by the way i'm not very proud to admit but i have been to that zoo before before all of this shit went down really don't remember the reason why i was just out there and there was nothing out there to do so i didn't see him though so that that's good. He's fucking crazy. He's a crazy man. He runs this runs this um exotic zoo and he's like married three different people. Or I think he's had like five husbands. I'm really not sure. I lose track after three. And it it starts off focusing on his feud with an animal rights activist, entre comillas, or like quote unquote Carol Baskin, who is this person who also runs a cat rescue named Big Cat Rescue. It just goes back and forth. This dude goes off the rails trying to fight back Carol Baskin, who's trying to take away his zoo and defame him because she's a big cat activist it's it's just a roller coaster of a story there really isn't much of a like a real plot like you don't know where this is going at the end of this this dude is in jail uh i think for like a 20 year sentence i'm not really sure 
And I saw this like article on the internet. The title was like, Trump thinks about pardoning Joe Exotic. I'm like, really, dude? Like, you're going to pardon this dude who is an awful person. Uh, by the way, everyone in this documentary, except for like two of the staff members, are awful people. They're awful people that you can't trust. But it does make for good television. It's something like I have never seen before. It explores this industry that people don't really talk about. It takes a character to be in this industry, to be in a big cat industry. So that is my first pick. I have I have seen the memes. I have not seen the show. I didn't want to watch the show because I knew that you were recommending it. <laughs> so I wanted to hear what you had to say. I've been stopping people from telling me like, oh, what it's about. <laughs> I do have some qualms. I, I know that for one of the staff members, I don't remember their name, but I know that during the documentary, and this I read after I had seen the documentary, I saw some articles about it, that one of the staff members who got their arm mauled off was misgendered throughout the whole documentary. And they were one of the people who were like the least polarizing in the whole documentary. And it, it was a while ago that I read it, so I might be wrong in the way that I'm retelling what I read but I think that they had corrected quite a bit the directors and Joe but they didn't care you know which is really fucked up and then of course yeah all of these other people are just fucking batshit crazy and just terrible people the next one I wrote down was Fleabag it's amazing (laughs) I'm just gonna say that about all my top five (laughs) Because they're all amazing. You should, y'all should watch them. But it's uh, written and starred uh, by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's hilariously written and super quick. And the dialogue is really good. And it's, you know, like everything you love about British comedies. Like really self-loathing and the quick banter between the characters. But the story is really, really good. The first season, she only meant to have one season. But last year, she brought out a second season. And both of the things that she's made, she she has killing. Sorry, this is an Amazon Prime original, but she also has this show on uh, Hulu that she directs, Killing Eve, and that show is amazing. She Y'all should watch. Also, Fleabag. Yeah, yeah, they should watch both. Yeah, all of them. Anything that Phoebe Waller Bridge, she won an award. I I think it was a BAFTA. I don't know, but Donald Glover is like presenting it, and he's just like giving an admiration speech to Phoebe Waller Bridge, and it's one of my favorite things. What, so what is it about? Well, it's like, I don't want to give away the plot, but it's basically like a young woman just figuring out her life um, as her best friend has died. And so that's, that was like everything to her. And now she's trying to make her business um, successful and she's figuring out her love life and her relationship with her family. It's really good. Killing Eve, though. Watch that. Sandra Oh. Ooh. Ooh, we love Sandra Oh. Yes. A true queen. So my second pick is High Fidelity. I ended up watching it pretty late on because it, do you remember when it came out? Valentine's Day. So pretty late on. It's on Hulu. It's a drama comedy. It's by Veronica West and Sarah Coop. I don't know how to spell <laughs> her last name, <laughs> how to pronounce her last name. I am so sorry, Sarah. It's one season and 10 episodes long. And the most important part that is that Zoe Kravitz is in it. She is super cute. So I started watching it because my friends were like, oh my God, her fits are great. Her clothes are great. And I am here to confirm that that is 100% true. She looks so good in every shot. I want a leather jacket. I want a leather jacket because of that show, an oversized leather jacket. 
And I got green nails because of Zoe Kravitz. Just putting that out there. Honestly, green nails are cute as fuck. Like the lime green nails, yeah. not neon, not too foresty. It's a look. They're so cute. So it's about this this woman who lives in New York and runs a record store. It's about her and her dating life. And I'm not going to give too much away. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it either. But she's this like self-sabotaging kind of asshole. But she's so... I think she's very, like, desirable. Like, I don't know. She just, I don't know. She's hot. I don't think anybody else could have played that role except for her. No, it's the perfect role for her. She's too cool. She's too hot. She's too rude. I love it. Yeah. I love that it it shows us the show from her perspective, even though we don't know it. But, like, things that would be missed... In one of the things I'm referring to, um, one of the characters is saving up money for something. And then we never see that because we're viewing the story from her her from her perspective. And it's like, oh, she is. And I, I, I like that because it wasn't in our face that it's like, yeah, this is her point of view. It's just like we thought we were watching a show from like the outside, you know, but we weren't. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's such a cute show. I watched it in like two days. I don't know if there's a second season coming out, but I really hope there is because it's just, it's great. It's good. Sharice is the the (laughs) character. Oh, I love her. I love Sharice. She's funny. She's confident. She's sensitive. She's smart. She's got good taste. She was also the star of the show, in my opinion. Her and Zoe Kravitz are both amazing um, characters. So it's about Zoe Kravitz and her love life. Robin, or Rob, that's her character's name. And so she runs this record store and she works with two other people who are also frequently in the, in the show. One of them is named Clyde. The other one is Sharice. And at some point in the, you know, they're all living their individual lives. And at some point in the series... You have one episode where it's just through Clyde's perspective, where he's like, it's through his, you know, love life or whatever. And the other episode actually is, I don't remember if there's an episode on Charisse. I I don't remember seeing, I don't think there was. That's missing and I need that because I love Charisse. Yeah needs more screen time in this show if it if there's a second season she's great i love her i'm her biggest advocate <laughs> want to see yeah. her something else she's in um dang eddie murphy's movie on netflix dolomite 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 is my name yeah yeah she's funny in that too okay i'll add it to the list that's an honorable mention <laughs> honorable. yeah my honorable mentions are just like sprinkled in there <laughs> They'll be popping off. Yeah, like Killing Eve was like a sprinkle. So my next pick, and I currently am binging this, is Dragon Ball. Not Dragon Ball Z, just Dragon Ball. I will get to Dragon Ball Z and I will get to Dragon Ball Z Super, but right now I'm just watching Dragon Ball. And little Goku is the cutest thing ever, I swear. He's so pudgy and just, okay, the anime that I watch is very much just like, Young kid is super powerful, you know, ranks up in strength and 
kills all these super powerful dudes that underestimate them, right? And that's exactly what Dragon Ball is. And it's super nostalgic, you know, just hearing Goku's voice is like, oh, I feel like I'm little again, you know? Like, I remember these characters, and I remember them seeing seeing them when I was little. And it's also really cool to watch that anime now and see, like, all that it inspired from the animes that are currently ongoing. But with that, honorable mentions are if... Well, no, this is my, like, go watch anime if you've never seen it, or if you... We're thinking about watching like those super long animes that you never got into because it's like, uh, but now you have the time to. So if you need to watch One Piece or Naruto or any of the old animes like Cowboy Bebop, the Gundam series, you know, this is it. Go watch it. This is your time. You have all the time. You got any thoughts for my, <laughs> my Dragon Ball? No, I love it. Bring it back. Yeah. I'm not a huge anime person. I've just seen Naruto, of course, the classic, amazing riveting emotional just great (laughs) it's hard for me to find an anime that i like though i'm definitely gonna watch dragon ball now funimation i forgot to mention that that's where i'm watching it on ty so my third pick is alone together it's on hulu it's a comedy series it's two episodes no psych it's two seasons i'm like two episodes it made your list whoa it's two 30-hour episodes. <laughs> it's created by Benji Aflalo, Esther Pavitsky, and Eben Russell. Esther Pavitsky and Benji Aflalo are two comedians. Um, they are so funny. But it's about two lonely friends. Esther is this Midwestern woman who's trying to be a comedian. And Ben is this rich, like, trust fund kid that is lonely. He has siblings. And Pretty much it's it's just about their friendship and them trying to be comedians and, and try to be likable people. It's really funny. They're really weird people in this series. It's a nice show to watch, not sober. Um, We're cleaning or doing something. It's, it's nice to have in the background. Chris D'Elia's in it. I think he's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. Little Lester is funny. That's what she used to go by because she's, she's tiny and she... That's part of her stand-up, is that she looks like a, a 12-year-old. Yeah, she's hilarious. She has a podcast out, too. I think that's her That's her brand. Yeah, I saw her on YouTube, like, a long, long time ago. I saw her stand-up. Um, and she also had, like, a little show on YouTube. I think it was called Drinks with Esther or something. Um, so I'm glad she's finally, like, getting her shows and getting... And on her thing. She's in a show now um, called Dollface. It's a Hulu original, I think. Um, but it's called Dollface. Uh, Brenda Song is in it. Oh, uh, it's like it's like all the teen Disney's <laughs> who are like now older or our age or older. So if you like her, her comedy is preserved in her character in that show, which I like. Oh, that's good. Did you watch it? Did you watch Dollface? I did watch it. It's not a show that I would continue watching. <laughs> you know, different strokes for different folks. Like, it, you know, some people might like it. It's, it's, it's quirky. All right. My fourth pick or the fourth thing that I wrote down was Rami. Do you know what this is? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a- <laughs> Why are you yelling? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying to me. Oh my god. So Rami's on Hulu. It's a comedy. So it's written and starred uh, Rami Youssef, who uh, created the show. Or, yeah, I don't know. 
created, writ, wrote, you know, has his little <laughs> perspective. A sprinkle of authorship in there in one way or another. Well, he's a stand-up comedian. He's first-gen American, so he his parents are Egyptian. And the show is really, really good at just showing us, like, the Middle Eastern perspective, like, post-9-11 America. But the show is bonkers. Well, mostly it's him figuring out. He's, like, in his late 20s, you know, already graduated, just trying to figure out what he he wants to do with his life and relationship as well and just his relationship with his religion also because he's that's like the huge theme of the show is just his beliefs but no it's really funny he gets into these weird ass situations that you're like what is going on but I laughed so hard at some of these episodes so that's why I'm <laughs> recommending it and maybe that just me- might be me because one of the episodes my friend was like nah that's kind of weird but I was dying <laughs> what was it what were you dying at if it's not spoiling it too much well it's one of the later episodes but it won't make sense he but he his disabled friend is trying to get laid and he meets this girl on the internet and so they go to this apartment and it's these girls that are super drunk and like super high and then they find out that they're teenagers and then one overdoses and uh, he has to take him to his his friend, who is a doctor, but he's like, he, he has to call his friend to keep it on the low because nobody can know about this. It's like, no calling the cops. And it's just like, you're like 28, man. Why are you getting into these situations? You have to watch the show. Okay. And it's only one season long. Uh, I finished it in like a day. It's only a couple episodes. Cool, cool, cool. I'll add it to my list. I don't know if I sold that show very well. I'm sorry, Robbie. <laughs> But if you've seen his stand-up, he also has an HBO stand-up special. If you watch that, you'll enjoy the show because it's basically the sh- a show version of his comedy stand-up. <laughs> or the topics he touched on. So my fourth, we're on the fourth one, right? Yeah. My fourth show is Money Heist or La Casa de Papel. And okay, hear me out. This show is long, okay? It's on Netflix. It's a crime drama. It's created by Alex Pina, four seasons, 31 episodes long. The perfect length to watch during a quarantine, stay at home, social distancing, whatever protocol you're following, okay? It goes over an elaborate heist plan, first at the Royal Mint of Spain in Madrid, and then at the Bank of Spain, because... Some shit happened that you will later find out if you watch the show. It's funny. It's in Spanish, but you can, since it's a Netflix original, I'm sure you can watch it in English um, if you need to. There's a lot of twists and turns. It's very action-packed. So the fourth part came out uh, recently. And it, 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 I will admit, it got a little long. I enjoyed it. I have another friend who I, like, talk about this show with, and she was like, I'm over it. So I, because of that response... I think I should leave it up to people to decide what they feel once they watch the fourth part. But um, you have this like genius, this prodigy, come up with this plan to steal from this bank. Then later on, they do uh, Bank of Spain. And it's it's kind of crazy. But um, Two banks? Yeah, it's two banks. I, did, I watched the first episode and I... I don't know. I couldn't get into it. My mom loves it. My sister loves it. Could not watch it. I watched the first episode. It's one of those shows that you, like, you either love it or you don't. 
or you it, I don't know I but I think that I I really like it I That's- think also I just need to turn on subtitles because I cannot understand them <laughs> oh yeah 100% it's like it's it's Spaniard Spanish like gilipollas what the fuck is that I don't speak Spaniard Spanish I definitely watch it with subtitles on and the volume is like at max, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> how they pronounce shit, but it's good. I enjoy it. It's, it's suspenseful. I have fallen in love with the characters. I think that's what keeps me coming back is my love for every character in the show, regardless of how complicated the show gets. And it does get pretty complicated, but from the looks of it, how the fourth part ended, it looks like they will need to come out with a fifth part or even a sixth part to end the series. So I'm curious to see what it's going to look like, if they're going to complicate it even more, which at that point I'll decide if I'm over it or if I want to keep on watching it. But I definitely think people should watch it. It's a good show. I'll give it a second shot. (laughs) Yeah, give it a second shot. See if you like it. Watch it with subtitles. Blast that shit all the way on loud so you can hear everything they say because I... (laughs) Because it is hard. Sometimes yeah. you could also watch it in English, and then get back to me and let me know if if it's if it's good. Yeah. Shit. Maybe I'll rewatch it in English. Who knows? My fifth and final pick is also on Hulu. I have a lot of Hulu recommendations. Hulu is great. Yeah. Yeah. I have no Netflix re- recommendations. Yeah. Honestly, I love Hulu over Netflix. Yeah. Hulu's where it's at. But Prime. I don't know. I really like Prime. Prime has really good originals. Yeah, honorable mention, uh, Marvelous Ms. Maisel. So good. So good. The outfits on there, super cute. Super cute. So cute. (laughs) Okay, sorry. My final fit. (laughs) I get distracted easily. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Bitch! Tell me which this is on my honorable mentions. No, because I... Okay, I'm not going to cut you off, but... (laughs) No, really. It's on my honorable mentions. I remember watching the trailer before I came out with uh, Brandon. And we we were like, oh, my God, this is so gay. I love it. And it looks beautiful. And I haven't seen it yet, but it's in my honorable mentions. It's, because it has good ratings, too. And lesbian women. Yes. Watch it, bitch. I am. I will. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to get on Hulu and turn that shit on. Yes. You need to. So yes, it's a French lesbian film. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it, it's a French film about lesbians who are also French. <laughs> but anyway, the story takes place, I think, in the 1700s. Uh, so, you know, women basically have no control over what their future or who they marry. So one of them is back home, but she's going to be married off in about a week or so. And so... This woman is uh, brought to paint her because she hasn't allowed anyone to paint her a portrait of her and she has to get this portrait done before she leaves. And so the woman they bring, she's not telling her that she's going to paint a portrait of her and she's supposed to just observe her throughout their time together and like paint her in secret. Yeah. And so that happens. Huh? (laughs) Sounds hot. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's kind of what the premise of the story is. But like you said, it's beautiful. Cinematography is amazing. The movie deals with a lot of women's themes uh, throughout it. The dialogue is not that much, but it did win 
the uh, I think won the best screenplay at Cannes Film Fest, and you can see why. Because even though they don't say a lot, it's like whatever they do say, it's super powerful, and everything just has meaning behind it. Even with every glance and how like the the camera is posed, the last scene made me cry. Just because I don't know, it it's very simple. Well, it didn't make me like cry, like oh, but I did tear up. It was just really moving in a super simple way. I don't know if it'll touch you the way it you know touched me, but I was just, I was just like oh my god. But it was really good. Oh, I am so stoked to watch it. Hell yeah. Brandon just recently watched it and he told me about it. He's like, you need to watch it. And then I looked it up and it's got pretty good ratings too. So I am so excited. I will get back to you on what I think about that. So my fifth pick, fifth and final pick, is Self Made on Netflix. It's a drama web TV series about... Madam C.J. Walker, who was played by Octavia Spencer. And Madam C.J. Walker, for those of you who don't know, is the fir- one of the first female Black millionaires. And uh, she made a fortune on her business of hair care products for um, African-American women. So it's not, it's not like a documentary series. It's based on the, on the book written by her great-great-granddaughter. That's the first, like, complete biography of Madam C.J. Walker. And the book is written by Alilia Bundles. And it takes place from 1910 to 1918. This lady is a fucking powerhouse. She's such a good businesswoman. And that's what made her, made her name popular in so many places. And it's pretty incredible to see her life or parts of her life be told uh, loosely in this in this drama web tv series and her daughter is gay yes we love to see it uh for the queer recommendation <laughs> yes and she, her daughter is like a huge part of her life she helps run her business in new york in harlem at a time when harlem is becoming this like cultural center so it she really did some good moves for her business to grow so what's not to like you know i did read that in the Netflix, so I haven't read the book, the biography, and I think maybe we should read it. And I looked it up. It's got some good ratings on it, too. Her great-great-granddaughter uh, did tons of research, like decades of research before writing this book. So I'm, I want to read it. She has a rival whose name is Annie Malone. In the beginning of the series, she's this woman who sold this hair care product to Madam C.J. Walker, who was losing her hair in exchange for her doing laundry for her because Madam C.J. Walker was a a woman who washed clothes for a living. Madam C.J. Walker becomes Annie Malone's business rival. In the series, um, it said that that rivalry focused too much on colorism, whereas in real life, the rivalry was more business-based. So I guess that's a, an example of like how Hollywood will take this, um, this storyline and dramatize it so it becomes good TV or, um, you know, it reflects some of the interests or, or some of the things that make people passionate or interest people in this time. But it's a good, it's a good TV series. I really enjoyed it. Octavia Spencer is so good. Like she's, she's so good beautiful. at everything. Yeah. And, um... Woman was good in Wizards of Waverly Place. I definitely recommend 
people watch it. Tiffany Haddish is her daughter. Oh, she's in it? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And she's so cute. Like, I love being able to see Tiffany Haddish's uh, mannerisms through her daughter's character. So I really enjoyed that. But she plays the gay daughter. So I really enjoyed it. That's good, yeah. So honorable mentions. Casa de las Flores, new season is coming out on April 23rd. Did you watch the second season? Yes, I did. You didn't like it? No. (laughs) Wow. Because I hated the ending of the first season. And then I thought, I'm like, okay, is it going to grip me back in? You're going to rope me back in? Nope. No, it did not. I'm a devoted fan. So I'm in it until it ends. I'm ready for the next season. It's coming out April 23rd on Netflix. Oh, you know what's having a new season that I also recommend if you have HBO? Insecure. That's a really good show. And the new season's coming out, I think, in a couple days. So excited for that. I'm going to get my HBO subscription back. Let me cop that password. I'll think about it. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I'm over it. (laughs) My next honorable mention is just like, I'm just going to say it. And then I don't have to explain anything else. But Space Jam is on Netflix. That's it. That's all you got to know. And then my third honorable mention was your number five, which is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So if it's on my honorable mention and your number five, then like people have to watch it, you know? Yeah, watch all the shows. But if you got if you want to watch one thing, watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's like a movie. So it's not even a huge investment. Yeah. I think that was my only movie recommendation. Yeah, the rest were shows. Oh. I, okay the only thing that has affected me about this quarantine is no no move no new movie releases i'm sad that's false because <laughs> trolls is coming out <laughs> <laughs> trolls is coming out so well with that said with trolls coming out this is jocelyn signing up now <laughs> wow so yes, now that we know that Trolls is doing a, uh, I think they're doing like a home screening or something. I don't know. I saw the Justin Timberlake Hot Ones interview the other day and he was talking about it. So if anyone is... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay Balvin is in it, okay? Wow. Yeah. So I'm here from Bad Bunny, okay? Okay, whatever. I, I love Bad Bunny too. Also, watch that Bud Bunny, that Bad Bunny, Yo Perreo Sola uh, video, music video on YouTube. It's amazing. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, but... Okay, we can talk about that. (laughs) Let's talk about that on our own time. Let's not ruin it for for people, but um, watch it. Make your own opinions on it. Um, If you know us in real life, or even if you don't, let us know what you think. Um, if you guys watch any of these recommendations, let us know what you think. What, so I, I'm curious to know, like, what was your criteria for your top five? Did I have a criteria? No, I think it was just like stuff that I thought was really, really good. Dragon Ball was more because I'm watching it now, but also that like made a huge impact on like other animes. Portrait of a Lady on Fire was really moving made me cry so well that's why I was on the list drag race I've been watching for forever and then Rami Rami was really good I just watched that like during quarantine also some of these things are are things that you've seen recently but then others are like I recommend them them all okay for me I yeah 
made the list of like things I have recently seen while in quarantine that I thought were good. Right now, what are you currently watching now? Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball? Is that the only thing you're watching? Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm thinking about um, starting to watch? Mm-hmm. Have you watched Elite on Netflix? Oh, you don't have Netflix. Shit, sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I have it. I just don't watch it. Oh, it's <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah, it is. But I, I'm thinking about watching Elite soon. I keep hearing that it's good. Friend told me to watch uh, Rosario Tijeras, which I don't know what it's about. The description is. Worlds collide when a vengeance-obsessed young woman from the other side of the tracks captures the attention of two well-off friends. I don't know how interesting that sounds, but I will get back to everyone um, if I remember to. But currently, I'm watching this novela from Colombia that Ana posted called Las Muñecas de la Mafia or Mafia Dolls. It's not good TV, but (laughs) I like it. So... These were our uh, recommendations for you to watch during quarantine. Uh, We hope you guys are staying safe and practicing social distancing and protecting yourselves. I'm sure you hear it enough from other folks and on the internet, so won't drag that on. Let us know if you watch any of these, if you care, if they're good, if they're bad, if we shouldn't have recommended them at all. Just let us know. Thanks for listening to us ramble on. Uh, We hope you guys are staying safe. Our plans for the podcast is... uh, Uh, More weird episodes. Not weird. Random. Yeah, we we are coming back to it slowly but surely. For sure by by winter, I feel like. We're just not going to say when. But but we'll we'll be working on on this podcast. It's not dead, so uh, don't forget about us, because we certainly haven't forgotten about y'all. So, <laughs> thanks for listening. This is Jess. I'm Jocelyn. And uh, please come back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>